Morning. May I help you? Well, if you're Angela Bauer, I'm here to help you. I beg your pardon. I'm Tony Maselli. I'm here about the job. Oh, I'm sorry. There must be a mistake. This job is for a housekeeper. That's me, Mr. Goodmop. <laughs> well, uh, my mother's screening everyone. Did you meet her? Yeah, yeah, yesterday. Uh, you know, she gave me the once-over, kicked me in the tires, put me up on a rack. <laughs> well, she should have checked under your hood because you're the wrong sex. Who'll have the last word on who's the boss? Excuse me for being a professional. Well, excuse me for being responsible. You're excused. Thank you. You're welcome. How about the last laugh? Ah, uh, but Dad, one man's loud music is another man's. Migraine. Any last wishes? I mean, listen, I tell you, you ain't gonna pin this rap on me. And last but not least... A mother always knows when her child isn't telling everything. Watch Who's the Boss weeknights at 6 and 6.30 on Universal 9. This is It Happened One Year, a look back at the events big and small, themed and forgotten from... Uh, hey everybody. We're doing it again. Welcome to the show. I uh, guess, uh, it, it Happened One Year, 1984. That's what we're doing. Uh, folks, we don't tend to do what I would describe as surprise episodes. <laughs> And as and what I mean is surprise in the household. Yeah, where it was a surprise to us. We were not prepared for this at all. No. But literally, like ten minutes ago. Yeah. Here on a Wednesday night. It's Thursday night. No, today's Wednesday. No, today's Thursday. Oh, here on a Thursday <laughs> night. Here midweek. Uh, all of a sudden, we were just like, "Hey, you're already drinking a martini." Yes, Sarah's I am. Sarah's often drinking martinis when we do the show. Sure am. I was like, "Do you want to do the show?" And you were like, "Yep." And then we were like, what are we going to talk about? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. Because I don't have nothing prepared. Yeah. I'm prepared to do shows on the weekend. Yep. I'm not prepared to do shows on Thursday or yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. But the good thing is there's one thing that I'm prepared to talk about at any given moment. Any given moment. And that is a little TV show that pre- that premiered in 1984. Who's the boss? I mean, and this may come as a surprise. I don't know. We've talked about this on the show. Yeah. I'm oh, sure this has come up from time to time. This has come up. But it's still the idea that... At any given time, with l- virtually no preparation, you were like, yeah, let's just do a Who's the Boss episode <laughs> right now. Yeah. Let's roll it out. Let's do it. Yeah. We can do it. Uh, I have not prepared anything. Nothing. Nothing. And I feel bad yeah. for the listeners. But in recent years, I have seen all of Who's the Boss, which is strange because I'm an adult man. <laughs> And that is not no, a show intended for me. It's not strange. It's amazing because you are cool. <laughs> Well, that's debatable, but yeah. uh, I, I don't even know if it's worth going down this road. Before we get into sure. whatever it is you have to talk about, sure. uh, the reason I've seen Who's the Boss, Who's the Boss as a complete entity, as, yeah. I, as far as I'm aware, is not available on DVD. No, you cannot find it. And I think one season was released once, right? Y- uh, yeah. Once upon a time. I think there's more. Yeah. I, I think they released more, like the first two or three. Yeah. But, but that's as far as it went. For whatever reason, as a packaged thing, it was never mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And I've known, you know, the whole time we've been together, more or less, that you were a Who's the Boss fan. Yeah. But Who's the Boss isn't really ever even on TV. Like, it's just, it's no, like, just find it. more or less a forgotten 80s show. That's the thing about it. So they released the first season years ago, like yeah. 20 years ago. Long time. And, and I bought the first season, and then at some point, I don't 
like maybe 10 years later, I don't remember when, they released, I think, two and three maybe, or two, three, and four or something. Okay. And I knew that if I bought them, I would watch them get to the end and be furious that I couldn't watch the rest of it. And so I never bought them. We just have the first season um, until, what, a year ago, two years ago. Yeah, and then that's when we uh, all of a sudden discovered that Who's the Boss was finally being aired on television. Yeah. Television is a tough... Uh, <laughs> it's not streaming, which is what no. most television is now. No, it's not. It was being aired on a channel. Mm-hmm. Channel is a bit of a stretch mm-hmm. because it was being aired on something called the Great American Family Channel. The Great American Family Family Channel. channel something which like I that. think is now the Great American Christmas Channel. I think it, it has is, the same initials. Yeah. But it's just it Christmas movies all year round. Great American Christmas. Maybe it's maybe its non-Christmas name also has a C. Great, but uh, you might. Yeah, be, yeah, I can't remember exactly, but no. it was, and I, it's weird because I watched so much of it. Yeah. But we then just DVR'd the whole show. Yeah. And then from there, burned the whole show onto discs. We did, which I guess is illegal. Yeah. I don't even know. But Listeners, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. But I mean, if you want to watch some episodes of Who's the Boss with a lot of Christmas commercials in between, <laughs> we have them. We did watch some Christmas TV movies because we just saw the commercial for it over. And I over saw the commercial again. for something called The Winter. Palace, like, I don't even, 400 times. <laughs> so I had to watch it. It was horrible. <laughs> but that was my con- contribution to the relationship where I was like, I'm yeah. going to record every episode of Who's the Boss onto discs. It was like the most pure expression of love I've ever seen. Because you would like set up like you would do things and you would set timers and you would come in when the commercials would end so you could cut the commercials it was like it was the greatest gift anyone has ever given me and i watched who's the boss all the way through i think two and a half times <laughs> before i was finally like okay i need to stop that's enough for now I need yeah to stop. yeah but one uh, of those i mean while recording it i saw most yes. of it but then we did go and watch all of it another time yeah. so i'm pretty confident i've seen every episode of who's the boss mm-hmm. And I mean, I watched Who's the Boss when I was a kid, like when I was yeah. on, like I watched reruns when I yeah. was a kid, but you know, there, a lot of those shows don't hold up as an adult, like yeah. Growing Pains or, you know, yep. real family family shows from the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Family Ties still holds up pretty well, but Family Ties isn't the kind of kids show you remember it being, no. as I've discovered yeah. in recent years. Who's the Boss is very much a children's show. Disagree. <laughs> well, see, and I guess this brings us to, why do you even like Who's the Boss? Well, you know. But the reason I like Who's the Boss is I am, at at the core of me, a person who loves love. Uh, I wanna, I'm a, I'm a, I ship things. Yeah. I'm interested in people and whether or not they're going to get together. I love romance. And uh, that's, the, that's, the, that's the center of Who's the Boss. It's a, it's a will they, won't they. Yeah. And uh, eventually they will. And that's great. Yeah. And good for them. Yeah. Um, and it's not a very satisfying ending for the will they, won't they. But it's still... <laughs> just a wonderful show in that way yeah. and and i recognized this in myself when i was seven and watching <laughs> who's the boss like i loved this this was the first show that i loved like yeah. at my i remember talking on the phone to family members and describing episodes of who's the boss to them that's what a weirdo wow. i was like you would call up your grandparents and remain my i remember talking to my aunt joanne on the phone <laughs> and telling her about episodes of who's the boss that she I was, was into it well, I was a kid, so she was very nice. She was humoring she you. She was very nice about yeah. it, but wow, I was very into it. I had episodes on tape, but I didn't have my own tape. I didn't have my own VCR at the time, so oh. I had to use the family VCR. <laughs> so you're monopolizing the living room to record episodes. Yeah, with the and then to watch them. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That it, seems like something your parents would be into. Uh, they were usually doing other things. <laughs> Because you had a, a childhood that way. Yeah, I yeah. was alone a lot. And so 
look, this is getting darker and deeper than deep roads. Yeah. Like, yeah, I spent a lot of time with Do you um, resent your parents? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> no, we don't have to do it. Uh, well, anyway, I, yeah, so I, I think, see, and I think that's the thing, is if you, you have to have really seen a lot of Who's the Boss to even really be aware of that. Because I think it's kind of like an X-Files thing where people don't think of the X-Files as a show about them getting together. Yeah. Because most of the show that anybody saw, yeah. they weren't together. Yeah, it's not. Even when it came back, they yeah. kind of were like, let's not have them together. Yeah. But, but that's, I believe, also why you watch the X-Files. But see, that's what I mean. Like, you have to be invested in the show you to do. even know these things. You like, do. it's not on the surface. Yeah. Cheers is a will they, won't they show on the surface. Friends is that kind of yeah. show. But who's the boss? I don't think it's people would immediately go to as I, a will they, won't they show. I would disagree with that because they're like they're the two main characters, right? Yeah. And and the whole like premise of the show is about their dynamic. And so yeah, it, eventually it it becomes a romantic thing. But like he's hot. I mean, who, who whoever doesn't think Tony Danza is hot? <laughs> Just like doesn't have a set of eyes to oh look at thing. And I, I'm sure she's nice to men too. I don't know. I don't know about that. But. But, I mean, that's the whole premise of the show is, like, yeah. how do they interact? What is their, you know, how does the, the male-female dynamic? And obviously there's going to be romance. There's just going to be. Yeah. That's how it works. See, I've always thought of it sort of as, like, the Brady Bunch, where they're already just living together. And I realize the Brady Bunch, they're married, but it's still like they slam together their kids, and it's yeah. about how do you make all this work under one household. Yeah. And that's kind of how I always thought of Who's the Boss. Yeah. Not as a romantic show, even yeah. though... It does get there, but it doesn't it takes a while to get there, but right? The, uh, yeah, it does. But the funny thing about it is that like there's not that much about like Samantha and Jonathan like fighting or not no. getting along. There's a right. little bit of it, but not a lot. It's yeah. more about just like the dynamics across the board or just stories about the characters, right? right? Like it's about, you know, Tony and Samantha. It's about Samantha. It's about Angela and Samantha or, or Tony and Jonathan. Like sure. there's that one whole episode where Jonathan just plays the accordion. Why? I don't know why, but it's a great episode. It's a sitcom. It's a sitcom. I believe there's three or four separate episodes where Tony masters a sport. <laughs> And he's just great at it in one, and then never mention it again. That's true. <laughs> like it's just one of those That's things. A true story. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, you know, you got to fill airtime. What, what was it? There was golf. There was golf. There was tennis. Yeah. Because he kills Jeffrey oh, Tambor. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I mean, he boxed in if right, Tony like, Danza was a right. boxer, but like, he was already a, his character is already a baseball, baseball player. player. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But it just seems like there was swimming once. He doesn't mm. master swimming by mm. any stretch. But like I remember, afraid of the water. there's always a lot of sports yeah. episodes. Oh, with he was Danza. playing basketball at the Y with uh, Kanicki. Right. In that one episode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bubba Smith turns up once. Oh, twice I think. He's at le- well, maybe at least once because he's also on an episode of Taxi. Oh. And they're tra- they train together. Yeah. So yeah. I think in the later seasons he's actually part of the crew and he shows up a fair amount. Oh, okay. What's the Bubba Smith uh, appearance you remember? The one where he t- he's one of those he's one of the door the people who just turn up at the door at yeah. the end. Like there's a lot of a door cameos. Tommy yeah. Lasorda turns up that yeah. way once and yep. uh, a boxer. Mike they- Tyson? No. Didn't some boxer turn up at the door once? Was it I think it was Tyson. Was it Tyson? Yeah. They had some big time cameos yeah. on who's Vic the Damone? boss. Vic Damone? Vic <laughs> Damone? Who was the guy who came out of the kitchen? Remember? Oh, that was Jerry Vale. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> Vic Damone is as good a guess as any. He might, Vic Damone honestly might be on that show. Yeah. But, yeah. but this was one of my questions. Like, best guest star on Who's the Boss? Oh, it's Frank Sinatra. It's Frank Sinatra. They got Frank Sinatra yeah. to be on Who's the Boss. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. But, like, they were, I mean, it was a big guest star show. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they had a bunch of taxi people turned up. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jeff Conaway, Mary Lou Henner was there once. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, it was, it was, I mean, it was a popular show. Yeah. I'm sure in its yeah. day. But it's weird how 
it doesn't have another life. Like that show is yeah. that's just it, and it, it didn't air on TV all this time in yeah. reruns as in, in recent years. But I remember as a kid it being on a lot. Yeah, and Dan's stuff now is all about Taxi. But did you see right. there's this story going around now? Because uh, what's his name from Full House? Stamos yeah. wrote a, a an autobiography or memoir or whatever. And he tells this story about he, how he was dating this girl. And he found her. He came home like to discover her in bed with Tony Danza. <laughs> And he was so mad, and he was, like, crying as he walked down the driveway. Sure. But then the reason Full House was so successful is that who's the boss was its lead-in. And so he's like, so I kind of have to credit you know, my career to that yeah. guy. I also like that, like, there wasn't a moment where Stamos was going to be like, I was going to fight him, because Danza would have kicked his ass. And he said that, too. Yeah. Like, he was like... Tony was a fighter. Yeah. Like In the story, he was like, I was going to fight him, but then I realized who it was, and I just ran away. <laughs> It's a great story. That's it's wonderful. a great story. Yeah. yeah. Danza, intimidating. Yeah. Intimidating. Yeah. But see, also, I think it's fun because, like, to your point, I think now a lot of people point back to Taxi because Taxi yeah. is the objectively better, like, sitcom. Yeah. And it's more regarded. But if you think of everybody from Taxi who all went on to have careers, yeah. You, you, you'd be hard to make the case that anybody had a really, except for Danny DeVito, had a better career than Danza coming out of that. Right? Yeah. Just yeah, for longevity's totally. sake. Dance yeah. has been around the whole time. I mean, yeah. Judd Hirsch had Dear John, and he was nominated for an Oscar a couple years ago yeah. for The Fablemans, but it's hard to say that Hirsch has been consistently doing stuff. DeVito is the only exception, like you said. Or yeah. Christopher Lloyd. I mean, they both had yeah, really good true. careers. That's true. But, you know, but, but Dance is so, so present ever yeah. since Taxi went He off stepped the right into that to, like, Who's what, the boss? A year later, yeah. yeah, started and like ran for what eight seasons? Long time. Yeah, I ran for a long time. I don't know. I feel like there was a dead zone after that. I don't know what he did. Didn't after. he have? A, he had a talk show for a he while. He had a talk show for a little while, but that don't, didn't last very long. Yeah. Like a year or two, maybe. Yeah. Um. But he still seems like he would pop up in like popped up in significant also. things for a while, yeah. and then he did stage stuff. He's having yeah. Oh, he did a honeymoon on. Oh, honeymoon in Vegas. In Vegas, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then he. He's like I feel like now he's having a little bit of a renaissance. Like he was yeah. in um, a broad city, broad city. Yeah. But he's popped up in other things. We're like, oh my god, that's Tony. There was something else where he played like a dad or someone's dad, yeah. and yeah, he yeah. just he shows up in a yeah. lot of stuff. And I mean, maybe it's because he was so young when Taxi started. Yeah, that he's on the younger end of that group too. Yeah, and on you know just various careers being what they are. It's just I think you can make a case that he's at least in the conversation. It's yeah. not such a sh- like, you know, well yeah. obviously it's, you know, yeah. considering how many people from that show. Mary Lou Henner had a pretty good career. Yeah. She was on Evening Shade and did yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, Carol Kane has had a, everybody from that show had a really good career. Yeah. It's just how much he's done since then. Like yeah. it's um, it seems like he's who's the boss being on as long as it is. Yeah. And that being his show. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody else who has that going for them. Danny DeVito's on It's Always Sunny, but that's not his show. No. Like, he's just kind of on it, yeah. right? Um, but he had a film career. Yeah, Danny DeVito was kind of a movie star, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. But yeah, yeah, like, he was... I think Danza also probably had the, like, biggest career immediately after Taxi. Like, right. he immediately went into something huge, right? right? And, right. and Who's the Boss was... Like, it didn't do great in, it, in its first season, and there were some... Ch- but then it, 
it was pretty popular most yeah. of its running by the Solid end. Solid family sitcom. Was leading into Full House. Like, it was a yeah. pretty po- it was a pretty popular show. Yeah. Like, I don't know that it was ever, like, number one, but it right. was, it was you know, a yeah. pretty popular show. And he's still doing his uh, cabaret act, which yeah, yeah. we uh, got to see. Yeah. We sat, like... What was that, a year ago? A couple, year ago? Six months ago? We yeah. sat, like, seventh row back to see Tony Danza. I made eye contact with him the whole time. Sure. It was real creepy. It was us and, like, a bunch of 60-year-olds. Oh, my God. Out in the suburbs yeah. somewhere. It was the greatest. Yeah. It, it was... was it was pretty weird. The best night. I was hoping he was going to do a bunch of Tony and the Dreamtone songs, yeah. which was his like doo-wop group on yes. Who's the Boss. They, in uh, two but they did. Yeah. But he more or less sang those kind of songs. It wasn't. Oh. Uh, it wasn't not that. He just didn't do Dreamtone songs. Yeah, he didn't Hold do me like... tight and just let you know. That was, <laughs> yeah, that was really good. What I was thinking with Who's the Boss that's interesting is kind of something that relates to what we were talking about in. The November 3rd ABC TV episode. Yeah. Which would be some time ago by now. Yeah. But we were saying about how Gavin McCloud went from the Mary Tyler Moore show to doing The Love Boat, which seems like a huge change, right? Because, yeah. Because, you know, because the Mary Tyler Moore show is, a, is this comedy and he, and he was clearly a really talented comedian. Yeah. Why then do you just go and do The Love Boat for 10 years? Is it just paychecks? I think Danza, you can make a similar argument, is that he goes from Taxi, which is an adult complicated sitcom in a yeah. lot of ways to who's the boss which is just a family show and especially when it starts like what were exactly the expectations for that show because there's no other real stars on that show yeah. yeah there's Catherine Hellman but even then like this was the beginning of her kind of later career renaissance yeah. she wasn't a big established star yeah so like the expectations are just built let's get Tony Danza a sitcom yeah and this is what they come up well, with well that's the story that he tells about is that there are like I guess they came to him and they offered him three like Sitcoms. It was like you can be like a boxer who does this, or a boxer who does that, or you could be a housekeeper. And he was sure. like housekeeper. Want to do something um, different? Yeah, yeah, I mean, which I think is kind of cool. But like all the all the stories around it are that like he really ran this show in a lot of ways. Like mm. not just was he the like they built the show kind of around him, but that he was sort of the driving force in like the way they filmed, the way the the tone they set the tone and all of that. And he had this idea that they should be fast and loose enough in the way that they filmed the show that he wanted to be home by seven. Like sure. there was like a thing like that you have to so like you weren't filming all night, you wouldn't do lots of t- and they yeah. did it in front of a live audience, but like they did it fast and I think that made it feel a bit it made the pace of the show feel quicker, I think. But it also made it a little bit more like loose and less structured, which I think made it better, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's funny because I think that maybe he took this uh from uh from Jimmy Burroughs, because I just read in Jimmy Burroughs book not that long ago talking yeah. about he did Taxi and Cheers, and yeah, you know. but he was talking about kind of the same thing when he would when he was essentially the showrunner for for Taxi in the early years that they always had a hard out time, and yeah. it would be like as we're doing the show, he would say he would say like because it was all based around him. He was like he just wanted to get home to watch Dodger games or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it was that same idea, like instead of you know let's just go forever and get it. It's like, you know, people would like, if they're in the like middle of filming and they saw like Jimmy Burroughs is putting his hat on, they know, oh, we got it. We're gonna, this, this is it. We're going to be out <laughs> We're going to go. So yeah. Gonna I think it was that same idea. And like Judith Light would talk about how she had to do wardrobe and hair and makeup changes really fast. And she had like the big 80s hair and like it was real complicated, but like that wasn't a factor in mm. his like hard out time. Yeah, yeah. So he would be like, hey, I just need you to be fast. And she would change clothes and get teasing her hair real fast yeah, and all yeah. that stuff just to like get out yeah um but i think that you know uh contributed to the quality of the show so family sitcoms especially yeah 
most of the time, especially in that era, they're leaning a lot on just the kids are cute, and that appeals to kids watching the show. Yeah. Why do you think Who's the Boss lasted as long as it did? Yeah. Because I don't think it has the same that same thing as like Family Matters or Full House or that sort of thing. Where yeah. there's, there's not one goofball character, and there's not. Yeah. Like the kids are cute, but it's not like people were too were people no. tuning in for Jonathan. Like what what was that? No, have a theory. Yeah. One, I think Samantha Maselli was the quintessential eighties teenager. Like sure. there was no one cooler. She had like the coolest outfits, the coolest hair. Yeah. I wanted to be Samantha Maselli. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure that's not the like metric we should use. Who did sure. I want to be? But like she's quintessential. Also, I think the writing was pretty good. Like I think it I mean, we've watched it. It's feels a little bit cheesy like an 80s sitcom but it holds up like it's still funny yeah um i think it's the will they won't they like i do think that matters like who the fuck had a character like mona like no one had a mona (laughs) and then jonathan's pretty cute right like i I do think it's all of that together but i think it's the 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 mix of characters allowed for a bit more interesting stories and a bit more interesting scenarios than like your typical family sitcom like you have a nuclear family and and there's an Urkel. Like, yeah. I just think it allowed for a little bit more complexity than than that. So yeah. I think that helped to create some depth. Yeah. And see, I mean, you can see then the show also had, you know, they were clearly grasping once the kids got too old. Oh, for sure. Because to your point, like, it was the same thing. Like, once the kids age, it's still a family show. Yeah. So they had to bring in that other kid. Um, oh, yeah, Billy. Billy, yeah. Uh, which is a mess. He's the cousin Oliver. Oh, yeah, it's Like, terrible. it's just terrible. yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, you know, you have to try something. But you make yeah. a good point. Like, I think, uh, you know, Alyssa Milano is pretty solid as Samantha. Yeah. Like, she's, you know, she can clearly act. Yeah. And, like, yeah, she is cool. Yeah, you know? she was so She's cool. like the Alex Keaton, you know, yeah. of the, of, for, for girls. Like, you yeah. have that. Because uh, clearly it's not Mallory. Get out of here. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's it's not something I think that's obvious because it's, I again, I still think of this as a kid's show. It's an ABC show, right? Like, yeah. so this is still feels very much like in that vein of what they do. But, you know, I can't pinpoint exactly something you would point to and be like, like Growing Pains, I think Kirk Cameron was like, like, yeah. a, a, like a, a figure enough. Like, yeah. a, he was kind of like, you know, he's like a teen beat type guy. Yeah. Where I, and who's the boss? Clearly doesn't have that. Yeah. Um, but, like, I can't really, you know, exactly say what exactly. Honestly, I think some of it is the charisma of the characters. Like, Danza is so specific and so good and funny in what he does. And then there is something that Who's the Boss had that a lot of these shows don't have, which is, like, a powerful woman executive. Yeah, that's true. And there's a lot of, you know... I mean, Angela Bauer is like a thing, right? That she ran her own agency and she was a president in the first episode and it was a big thing. And, you know, like you didn't see that in shows in the 80s. And I do think that that matters in some ways. Like, you know, you could watch it and be like, oh, like the whole point was to flip it. And they did. And she was like really successful. So that I think. Uh, makes a difference too and it's like that she's divorced and you know she's making it work Mm -hmm. you know and and i mean i guess the whole premise the whole the whole thesis of the show the the who's the boss idea yeah even though she employs tony it's still this kind of like twisted patriarchy thing right where it's like well tony should be the boss right even though he's just the housekeeper or whatever yep uh but he's also masculine and he's also this whole thing but he's not like Ridiculous. Oh no, he's not mass. He's not Tim Allen yeah. at, on Home Improvement. Like he's just a man, right? And I think you know that's why I actually think in a lot of ways when you look back at old sitcoms that don't hold up, this one actually still works. Yeah, like in a, in a lot of basic ways like that. Yeah, they wouldn't make this show today. No, but you could theoretically build that same structure and it would 
still function in today's yeah. entertainment where a lot of shows you just say, well, they can't possibly do that now. Totally. Nobody would allow that. Now. Yeah. 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 So I think there's something to that. Yeah. 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 And there were a lot of episodes and, and storylines where they would butt heads and there'd be tension because she had this like sort of at the time what to women would feel like, I don't want to say artificial power, but like non-societally induced power, right? Like she, mm. she has professional power, but like is still a woman which, you know, whatever. And then he is just a man, so, and an athlete and strong, and right? And so there's a lot of episodes where they have tension sort of subtly related to that. And I think that's what makes the show interesting. Like, those are fun episodes, you know? Yeah. Especially when she wins, because she should. Sure. Uh, but let's get back to Mona. Yeah. So, Mona is clearly the fun character on the show, mm-hmm. right? Like, everybody's funny, and Dan's is great. Yeah. But Mona is, if there's anybody on that show who's, like, winning awards, yeah. it's Catherine Hellman, right? Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, is she just, like, the Golden Girls? Like, yeah. four years before the Golden Girls? Like, or so, what, two years before the Golden Girls? So I, uh, in preparation for this episode, while Joe was clearing, because our table is covered with a puzzle, while Joe was clearing a spot for us to record, I was preparing discussion questions. Okay. And one of them was, but really, why did anyone tolerate Mo- Mona's behavior? Because, like... <laughs> what was up with Mona's shit? Oh, my God. Like, she's so ridiculous. And, like... The worst mother-daughter dynamic of all time. Sure. Yeah. But the most fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's clearly what she's doing. Yeah, Yeah. obviously. Yeah. But right, like, it's still this idea that, like... She's, like, pre-Blanche. Yeah, she's, like, this horny old lady. Yeah. Um, And... And she's, I mean, she's t- she's good at what she does, but Mona's very one note. Yeah. And the episodes where she does anything else feel so crazy that yeah. you're like, all of a sudden Mona's like acting like yeah. sympathetic or something. And you're like, why? Do you like, remember you know? the episode where Mona goes into the hospital? Uh-oh. She like, ha- uh, what happened? She has some sort of medical incident. She faints or something, whatever. Um, and she goes into the hospital and she has this whole flashback to her dead husband, who's Angela's father. Oh, yeah. And, and she, he shows and, up. Yeah. Yeah. And she and Angela, like, have this moment of, like, oh, and it's very disorienting. And right. any of those with Mona are very disorienting. But the thing that they, that they did with Mona is she has this, like, yes, yeah, she's one note, but they also make her very sweet with the kids. Like, yeah. she she's not, like, traditional grandmothery, and there's this whole episode about kids on the playground telling Jonathan that his grandmother's a whore, which is kind of funny <laughs> and awful. But, sure. like, you know. Uh, but she's so, like, sweet and also is, like, advice-giving. Like, she's always the one who's, like, counseling, even though she's got this crazy life. Like, yeah. so they make her dimensional in the fact that she, like, yeah, she's, like, living her life, but she, you know, has some experience and has some wisdom. And right. I think the fact that they constructed her that way makes her work, yeah. um, even though she can be kind of an asshole. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that one of the basic staples of, sitcoms, especially family sitcoms, is that they appeal to children and they appeal to old people. So yeah. you can't have old like an old fool of a character yeah. and that's the character. Most of the time older characters have wisdom, no matter yeah. what they are, right? Yeah. And I think that that's partly why Mona is that way. But you know, I think the other thing is also that like Mona is who she is because who of the way they've already drawn Angela. 
Yeah. It's not like like if and like if Mona was some sweet old lady and she's just like, oh, my husband died and now I'm just living in the garage or whatever. Yeah. Like, and then Angela becomes this like powerful boss woman. Yeah. But so Mona almost has to be above that, and yeah. so she's so like, I just don't give a shit, and yeah. everything she does goes in that direction. They're yeah. like, well, this this dynamic really makes sense. Yeah. Even if their interpersonal dynamic is, why would Angela put up with any of this? Yeah. yeah. And like Mona works with her, like that she's her stretch. secretary yeah, right. for like most of the show. Yeah. Like the Angela gets her. Oh, own- the Angela. Angela Bauer agency. Yeah, 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 yeah that yeah. agency is like in the second season or third season and it mm-hmm. runs through the end of the show. Yeah. So Mona works in that the whole time. <laughs> right. And which, she sucks. <laughs> she's terrible. Yeah. But that's what makes it so like, yeah. you know, it gives you so many opportunities to for comedy. Yeah, yeah. I think that's good. There was one episode where where Samantha like breaks up with a boyfriend or something when she's like teenager-y and Mona takes her out and like they don't go drinking, but, like, she takes her out, right? Mm-hmm. And, and like, it's this whole, like, she imparts wisdom and whatever, and Tony's all mad that Mona takes her out, and then he realizes, like, the point of the episode is that he realizes, like, how important Mona's perspective is and how much it was helpful to Samantha. It was a really, like, interesting dynamic where it shows the, like, she it kind of juxtaposes, juxtaposes the fact that she is, you know, crazy and wild and doesn't care and doesn't carry responsibility and also has like something to share that's right. really important adding to the people around her yeah 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 when it comes to adding value uh we got to talk about jonathan what what does jonathan bring to this show at all and i'm and this isn't a criticism of of uh danny pintaro yeah this isn't a criticism of pintaro yeah but there are so many episodes where jonathan is in a scene says a line and runs out of the room yeah and that's Half the show? Yeah. What the hell is... Was he just because he was cute? And then when he gets to a certain point, they're like, we got nothing left for him. Yeah. And then that's it. I think that's probably it. Yeah. yeah. It's really sad. Because he's so cute as a little kid and great. Sure. But like, yeah, midway yeah. through the show, he has he makes little to no impact. <laughs> yeah. And but, I mean, it's clear he's not Alyssa Milano acting wise. Yeah. Like, he's not super dynamic. He's a lot like the Modern Family Kids once yeah. they hit season five or whatever. Oh, and they're all terrible. terrible. Right. Yeah. Like, they're... 75% terrible. Yeah. But, like, that's the thing. is like, once they get to a certain point, you don't know yeah. with kids. All kids can be kind of cute if they can act a little bit. Yeah. And then once you hit a certain point, like, oh, these kids can't act at all. And, yeah. And, and they're old. Yes. <laughs> and day, day now, 14. Now this is just an awkward 19-year-old that we have here right. on the show. This and doesn't we, work. I don't know yeah. what to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I just think that it was weird the way those scenes were structured where... He would just run away. He would just run up the stairs. That and was like weird. that was and he'd say one line and leave and you'd be like, Well, I guess that's it for Jonathan. And that was a lot of episodes. And mm-hmm. then like, you know, the fact that he's he even stayed on the show as long as he did. Yeah. You know, that he sh- maybe he they should have just written him out. Like yeah. I don't, it would have been weird, but like He he really started to disappear at the end. I think I'm not even convinced he, like in the last season, yeah. like the last half of the last season, Samantha gets married. I don't think he was at her wedding. Like, I, can't, I can't distinctly I, remember him just, around. He's yeah. such a non-entity, and right. there aren't any storylines around him. Like once past season four, five, maybe there aren't even episodes centered around him. Right? Doesn't feel like there's a lot of Jonathan episodes. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, it's a shame. Uh, yeah. He really doesn't get uh, a lot to do. Because when he was a kid, there was like the episode where he was learning gymnastics and the episode where he was in the into the accordion. Yeah. He had that girlfriend that lived next door. He had that girlfriend that lived next door. Yeah. Which yeah. is like one episode. But yeah. 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 There's no, the it's... episode where his girlfriend fell in love with Tony. <laughs> right. Right. And he, he was... almost kills him. He gets so mad at him. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's so great. Uh, poor Jonathan. Uh, uh, all right. Can we go back to my discussion? Yeah. What do you got? My discussion questions. Yeah. 
What corners have we missed of okay. Who's the Boss? Can we talk about spinoffs? Because <laughs> Who's the Boss had all of those almost it, spinoffs. It had... At th- least two. Three. It had three. So, I remember there was the one with the hotel. Yeah. Which was like Mona's brother. Yeah. There was an episode on Who's the Boss, but then it was supposed to be a show. It was. Wasn't that the idea? Like, the end of the episode on Who's the Boss, Mona goes to the... She's like, I'm moving to help my brother with the hotel. Right. And then you get to the next season of Who's the Boss, the first episode, in the, and Mona was like, ah, oh, it didn't work out, and she's just back in the house. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I wonder, like, was the real plan, like... Because it was James Sicking was playing her brother, who had just come off of, like, Hill Street Blues or yeah. something. Yeah. And then was the plan for her to, like, go and do that show? I think so. Like, yeah. it was a spinoff for her. So... Yeah. I want to come back to spinoffs, but Who's the Boss won two awards in its whole... Ever. It was nominated. Not an award show. Okay, no. <laughs> but it was nominated for a lot. Sure. It won an Emmy for lighting. Great. For that episode where Tony was on the billboard. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. It won yeah. An, a lighting episode. Uh, okay. An Emmy. But, but <laughs> Catherine Hellman won a supporting actress... Uh, she won an Emmy for Who's the Boss? No, no, she won a Golden Globe. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, she won an Emmy. Say, yeah, yeah. They, one Emmy, one Golden Anyone Globe. Anyone can win yeah. a Golden Globe. But... Yeah. But anyway, she won that Golden Globe, and I think, like, Catherine Hellmond, even with Judith Light and her, like, crazy soap opera career, she won awards before, not Emmys, but she won awards yeah. before Who's the Boss, but Mona was the only one to win any F- any awards during the show. Yeah, it's And fair. so it makes sense yeah. they wanted to try and spin her off, but it did not work out. Yeah. I don't know what happened, yeah. but I don't know that story. And having just watched All of Taxi, which we also covered in a recent episode, mm-hmm. the, oh, the Andy Kaufman episode, mm-hmm. Danza gets lost on Taxi. I mean, yeah. he's fine on Taxi. Like, you know, he's funny. He lasts the whole time. Yeah. They, there were characters that were written out of that show. And, yeah. and whatever but but you know and that show was an award-winning show but it was danny devito christopher lloyd yeah you know judd hirsch like they had so many yeah. people with big characters he just plays kind of like a dim bulb joey tribbiani style yeah, character yeah. and so he doesn't really get much to do on that show and taxi wasn't that kind of show yeah but but it would have been much weirder if somehow Danza won an emmy for who's the boss <laughs> yes that, that, i would agree that, and that's that's an era of great television yeah, that would have been very yeah. you know if he's beating you know michael j fox and ted danson for emmys that would have been wild yeah so there's the hotel episode yep um, which also uh, had joe regalbudo in it yeah. who was already on who's the boss once as that priest that that tony like punches yeah he punches that priest yeah so that was fun yeah because if you can punch a priest go ahead do it um and then who knows if that if, so if the hotel show had caught on who knows what murphy brown would have been yeah uh and who knows uh what uh what the rest of who's the boss would have been exactly. would that show have lasted without, can you imagine Mona? without no 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 it been weird no so there was that yep uh i remember the model one with Leah Remini. Well, here's the thing. There were two model spinoffs. And oh. that's what's confusing about this. Oh. There's the Leah Remini one where Samantha yeah. was going to go be a model. Right. And like live in a model house with model friends. And Leah Remini was going to be... Yeah. Leah Remini was like her friend from the old neighborhood. Right. And they were going to go be models together. I've watched that and I've watched the actual pilot episode of that show. Yeah. Which is the same episode but with different actors. Yeah. But Remini's on both of them. Yeah. And like Halle Berry's in one of them but I don't remember which yep. one. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a... That's s- called... Living Dolls? One of them is called Living Dolls. Might not be that one. It might not be that one. Yeah. Because there was one earlier when Samantha was too young to do this with Fran Drescher. Right. With Fran Drescher and Donna Dixon. Yes. And they're like working with Angela on something. Models. They're models. Yeah. For the agency. Yes. Yeah. And that was supposed to be a show? Yeah. 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 I mean, that episode does feel weird because all of a sudden there's new characters played by people you know. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It was very confusing. Yeah. Yeah. So none of these took off. No. No. Spinoffs did not work for Who's the Boss. Yeah. No. 
Uh, uh, even though that was what was happening with a lot of the shows in the seventies and eighties. Yeah, not, not there, not there. I mean, even with the family, with the family setup. Yeah, yeah. it's hard. Well, what else do you have? Uh, I'm there was guessing, one other thing I definitely want to talk about. But I'm, I didn't know. I'm yeah. guessing I might have the question you were just about to ask, but yeah. actually, I think we talked about most of this. So let's okay. go to this favorite episode and why. Well, what I was going to say, uh, because this is where I was going to go, my all of my, fa- I mean, I think. Again, I think Who's the Boss is fun, but it's not really a show for me Like mm-hmm. at this age of my life. And even when I was a kid, like I watched it, but it wasn't. Yeah. Um, all of my favorite Who's the Boss episodes are James Coco episodes. Oh, every, amazing. Every single one. Yes. James Coco plays Tony's father-in-law. Yeah. Because his wife died. Dies. Before the yeah. world of the show. Yep. Uh, and then James Coco is like her sort of criminal father. Yeah. Who just not turns just up and he's fun and keeps going kid. to jail. Yeah, yeah. And all of Coco's episodes are great. And then he died in real life during the run of the show. Yeah. And the last episode, the, the send-off episode for him after he's dead it's is amazing. an amazing Who's the Boss yeah. episode. Well, a devastating episode. Devastating. Because yeah. the whole thing is they, um, he was, there was an episode where he escaped from prison, right. came to the house, and yeah. they were like, please go back. Yeah. Like, it was it was really uh, a very cute, very funny episode. And then he died in real life. And so they had to do this whole thing where, like, it was about Samantha, because it was Tony's father-in-law, so Samantha's dead mother's father, right? And like this whole thing about Samantha processing it, like it was a really lovely episode. Yeah, and yeah. We, like went and had dinner and celebrated him, and they had his picture yeah. on the wall. Like it was really nice. But there's layers to it. It wasn't just an episode where they're just like, yeah, he was great, because like inside the show, they still have to deal with the character. Yeah, and they, so they're a criminal, right? So there yeah. is like a lot of like hand wringing going on in that yeah. episode about you know, and and but then having to to grapple with that in real time. Yeah, when the actual actor died, who by all accounts was a lovely guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's really something. It's, it's a, a really, really good show. But I was always I, I really always liked James Coco. Yeah. So and he didn't live super long, so no. you know it's a shame. But like, and he was great as that character. Great, and he's great in all kinds of stuff. Yeah. It's just you don't see he wasn't he was never a star. He was a great character guy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But, you know, he's got a great little part in Muppets Take Manhattan, which mm-hmm. uh, came out in 1984, so we'll talk to it at some point. <laughs> um, he plays... There's a movie I really like called uh, Murder by Death that's like a Neil Simon uh, detective parody movie, oh, sort yeah. of. And so there's like, uh, uh, you know, a Nick and Nora type character, and there's a, a Charlie Chan character. It's, the movie's not aging super well. Yeah. Part Peter Sellers plays the Charlie Chan character. But uh, James Coco plays the Poirot character, and he's hilarious. It's really, yeah. it's really, it's a fun, it's a broad movie, but it's really, it's really funny. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that's my favorite, I would yeah. say. Uh, do you have a favorite episode? Oh, I sure do. Really? Yeah. A go-to number one who's the boss? 100 P. Oh. Yeah. What is that episode? Well, there's an episode in, I don't know, five or six, um, where... Uh, an IRS agent comes to the house because Tony and Angela once checked into a hotel or motel as Mr. and Mrs. Just right. accidentally. And so the IRS thinks they're married and they're not, obviously. But they say in like common law, they're actually married. And it's this whole, they do all these bits about them being married and then they have to go get to get an, an annulment. Right. It's, it's a very funny They have to like episode. drive to Georgia or somewhere, don't yeah. they? It's like a long... Yeah, because that's where yeah. they had checked into the hotel or right. whatever, yeah. North Carolina or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they drive to Georgia and get their annulment. It's very... That's your favorite episode. That's my... Because yeah. I had it on tape and I must have seen that episode a hundred thousand <laughs> times. So many times. Nice. It's so funny. Nice. It's so cute. They yeah. like put on a Mr. and Mrs. sweatshirt. They're like, they get the... The kids get that for them as a gift, as a Oh, the joke. one sweatshirt that the they both fit in. The one sweatshirt yeah. that they both fit in. Yeah. And then the doorbell rings and they walk to it and it's very funny and there's a lot of shtick. A lot of shtick. And then uh, it's the IRS lady yeah. and uh, she's like, 
because they're trying right. to convince her, convince her that they're not that married. they're not married. Yeah, that is pretty good. Yeah, that's my favorite. I thought you were gonna say because it's the one thing weirdly that we still say all the time. Oh, not, <laughs> right, not, not even really in context of the show, but we just kind of say it now. But there's one late season episode with Billy, and instead of telling Billy not to do things. I don't even remember exactly how this works, but they like... They went to like a parenting class yeah. because Billy was acting up. And you're not supposed to say, don't do this or, or no or, or no, yeah. yeah. And and so the whole example that they give is, oh, it's, the, the setup is something about don't do that or don't go there. and mm-hmm. But the instruction that the parenting class gives them is to tell them to do something elsewhere. Right. As right? opposed to don't do that, yeah. do something elsewhere. elsewhere right. right. And I, I don't, yeah, that's sort of how it yeah, works. Yeah. I don't, I don't really remember the first part of the setup. Yeah. But they walk into the house and Billy has a broom and he's got it like up high. They have like a, over the mantle, they have a, a really high shelf that has a lot of knickknacks on it. And he's, he's poking at the shelf with a broom and they just, they just tried to get it. No, don't do that. No, don't do that. And then Angela just goes, broom elsewhere. And so we say broom elsewhere all the time. For some reason we say broom elsewhere all the time. Yeah. Even yeah. in unrelated to things. Yeah. It's just, yeah. But that's not the joke I thought you were going to point out. The joke I thought oh, you were going to point out. I know the one you're yeah, going to talk about. Is yeah. there was this episode where Samantha is in high school, but she's going to college and she like falls in love with this guy who's teaching a college class, whatever. And they want to get him to the house. And his, like, his hobby is verifying signatures on books, like author signatures. And so Tony sends him a copy of, like, the the Gutenberg Bible and uh, asks him to verify the signature. And he the guy comes to the house and the teacher says... Uh, I'm sorry, like, I have to tell you the signature's a fake. And Tony turns to Angela and says, I told you Gutenberg's first name wasn't Steve. <laughs> and that is, like, my favorite joke on the whole show. It's yeah. so funny. It's a very good joke. It's so good. Yeah. Have I told that story on the podcast? I feel before? like you must have. <laughs> I mean, I know I know that story very well, and I don't... Uh, I don't know. I feel like that must have come up, but I, I can't like imagine I've, where it would have. Now that I'm yeah. telling it, I feel like I have told it on the podcast yeah. before. But, like, who's listening to all these episodes? Uh, Dave Garden. Dave Garden's the only one who's going to be like, um, I'm familiar with that, thanks. Let's get some new fresh material, please. I think they probably, a lot of people saw that we were, like, on the title, we're doing a Who's the Boss? And was like, oh, my, oh God. my God. These old cranks talking about Who's the Boss it's gonna again. It's going to be like in season one when you made me do an X-Files episode, and it was, like, an hour and 15 minutes long. Yeah. Eh, we're not quite there. Oh, okay. Good. That was it. Favorite okay, episode. No, I had wasn't one it? more. I had one more discussion question for you. Okay. Who is the boss? <laughs> That's your question. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think as everybody knows, Joe, super progressive feminist. So obviously, as the clock says, <laughs> Angela Bauer was the boss all along. I mean, obviously. Oh, great. Yeah. I literally have a clock in my office that says. Obviously, Angela was the boss, and it's just a picture of her on the yeah. phone. It's a clock. It's so confusing, yeah. but I love it. In uh, in Sarah's closet, uh, on a, a dresser, <laughs> she has a signed uh, cover of TV Guide, <laughs> signed by Tony Danza, uh, Judith Light, and Catherine Helmand. It's, I love it so much. Yeah. Now, I, uh, of of the many who's the boss gifts I've given you, <laughs> that was that was in the top two, along with copying every episode of the show to discs. <laughs> I think I bought the clock for myself. Yeah, that I? wasn't me. That yeah. was you. Yeah, my bad. I wouldn't have bought you a clock, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's like you know, 
a homemade clock, it's, but it's fine. Oh, it's totally homemade. Yeah, and we got to keep remembering to change that. It battery. It hasn't worked in a while. We just got to change the battery. I know we need to change yeah. the battery. You're the one who's always in there looking at that clock. I realized I was looking at it. And I was like, oh, that it looks kind of like a frame of the picture where the hands are, and I was like, oh, those are the hands. Oh shit, that clock doesn't clock work. doesn't work. Yeah, that clock yeah. doesn't work. Uh, uh, there's only one way we end this episode. No, I'm not. You're singing. You have it. to sing. I'm it. not singing it. Boots. Everybody wants you to sing. No one wants me to sing. Every, we literally just got off the phone with Dave Garden not an hour ago. Yeah, and, and I sang. And you were singing. You had to sing that. And I mean, you have to. I don't even know the lyrics to that song. Bullshit. You totally know the lyrics. What's how's it start? There's more to life than what you're living. Yeah, I don't remember. You're lying. You got to give me a couple bars. <clears throat> Spit a verse, Boots. I hate you so much. So much. Uh, it's more to life than what you're living. Take a chance and face the wind. Face the wind? Wind? That can't be right. An open road and a road that's hidden. Brand new life around the bend. There were times I lost a dream or two. And he's hitting the heavy. He's yeah. hitting the speed back. Yeah. Round the trail. And at the end was you. Path you take and a path not taken. Choice is up to you, my friend. Nights are long, but the you might, might awaken. awaken. Find a brand new life. Brand new life. Brand new life around, around the, the bend. bend. So embarrassed. Thanks, everybody. This has been It Happened One Year. Please follow us on all the random social media sites that exist and rate us wherever you possibly can. That'd be great! You can't park here. You said can't. That's negative. (laughs) Willa. How about park elsewhere? (laughs) Park elsewhere. I like that. Oh, hey, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, remember. No no's, no don'ts, no can'ts, no negatives. Right. Okay. Oh, don't! Okay, don't do that, don't be mad. Don't! Broom elsewhere!